So uh, I'm getting temporarily confused again. Oh, no. Because uh, we're recording this, but I'll be on holiday when it comes out. So, oh. I, you know, people will listen in the future. Yeah, so this is future Nick. Yeah, so I am my I am now future Nick on holiday. Well, ooh, now there's an opportunity here. What? Okay. What happened on Sunday night? Did England beat Italy? Is it coming home or is it just coming fairly, you know, close to home, <laughs> but not quite home? I, I Yeah, I don't want to cause a rift in the space-time mm. continuum by revealing all the details, Joe. Mm. Mm. But uh, really, nobody expected the rapture at half-time. No. I'll be honest. <laughs> so... So how many of our listeners will actually be hearing this if the rapture said, well, all of them, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah, but what's more depressing is we're still here. Oh, yeah. Darn it. <laughs> Never mind. Well, let's get on with life on Earth. Welcome, everybody, to episode 164. Oh, if that's what it says on the top of my running order. And therefore it must be true. <laughs> 164 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. Yeehaw! My name Nick Page, his name Joe Davis. Mm, still celebrating. What a win. What a what a win and what an yeah. amazing sort yeah. of vindication of an interpretation of revelation at the same time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, those two things together make for a great sporting occasion. They do. <laughs> oh, I am so tired. I am so tired, mate. Listen, I feel your pain and mm. I'm sending blessings upon you as you head off on your holiday because I know how I felt before my holiday. <laughs> and I have to say, the holiday did the trick for me, so may it also be with you. Well, that's boy. good. I mean, I wouldn't mind if I felt like I'd actually achieved anything in the last few months <laughs> or worked hard. But I think I seem to have got hot. Got very. T- I seem to have got very tired without actually doing anything. So that's very annoying. Yeah, but you're a writer. That's, yeah. Okay. Good point. Yeah. Good. Good point. Well made. Uh, yeah. So yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. So, what else is going on? Um. Well, I'm thinking through loads of stuff. I suppose. It, you, you know, I often go away on holiday with lots of things that I want to sort out. Do you yeah, have that? Yeah. Every holiday. As if the Oops. holiday is some kind of retreat. Yeah. Uh, but I have been having some coaching. I've been having have some, uh, so, yeah, yeah, partly to do with work and all kinds of things. And uh, that raises all kinds of questions. One of the interesting things to talk about is like how to view your life from the outside, as it were. So, you okay. know, when we're in our lives, yeah. everything seems terrible and yeah. or over you know and um and all encompassing yeah. and and you know it doesn't seem very good and yet i think so often you know from the outside our life looks very different if we could view it from the outside we might feel a bit more um yeah. content with things i suppose that's quite good i quite like that yeah well it's 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 really the it's the positive way of of saying mm. you know what have you got to be anxious about mm. you idiot yes really which apparently is bad pastoral do you have to pay for this coaching? Because I could do it for you. <laughs> Here's a thought. Here's a thought. You're f- <laughs> but God loves you anyway. And, you know, pull yourself together. Thank you very much. That's great. 
I think you've developed a new coaching technique. <laughs> yeah, new, yeah, those pastoral gifts have never left me. <laughs> it's it's kind of, you know, crush somebody and then build them up again. It's great. Uh, the other thing that's really annoying me, uh, well, apart from tiredness, is, is that I, I've got another eye problem. I went oh, dancing yeah. last week. Do you remember I was, I was going <laughs> to go dancing? I do. I love that. I love that about you. I genuinely so I went, do. So went dancing with my wife, which was a bit odd because we had to sort of, you have to dance within sort of squares. It's not square dancing. That's something different. Yeah. But you have to dance within these strict oh, yeah. boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess dance. socially distanced. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, and then, uh, but coming home, I just had these uh, flashes in my left eye, which I recognised from before, which is, a, a you know, the bit at the back mm. of the retina is pulling off. Oh, you know, no. Stuff's gunky. So... Oh, I had serious. to go to eye clinic, but fortunately it's, it's okay. But it means I've got a real blurry left eye again. Oh. I had it before, yeah. I had it a few years back. Do you remember in the right eye where it, it, everybody looked... It was like looking... If I just closed that eye, it, I kind of looking through soft focus at everybody, oh, wow. which at the moment is a real bonus. That's good because it make, makes me look handsome. Yeah, because I'm looking at you. So that's that's... <laughs> It's, it's you know every cloud. You should keep that filter. <laughs> yeah, so but it's a bit of a pain in the eye and the brain. Yeah, no, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So all in all, I'm a bit falling apart, really. So well, I do need a holiday. You need a holiday. We are we allowed to know where you're going on your holiday? Yeah, I'm going to a place called Bournemouth, which is just across the borders in Scotland, and it's oh, just close great. to where we once went on holiday in oh, the days yes. when you used to actually invite me to go on holiday with you. I know. I learnt from those mistakes. Mm. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm going, no, beautiful. I'm going back there. Oh, great. Well, I'm I'm envious. That's wonderful. I have a oh, really, yeah. really good time. Mm, thank you. Good. And how about you? How are you doing? Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's, it's um, surprisingly busy for the summer for me. Um, but, I yeah, I'm genuinely grateful still um, for that holiday that we had. I'm preaching at um, that Southampton church. And here's the great news again. I, they're going to pay me 50 pence more than you. <laughs> <laughs> so the saga continues. <laughs> Do you think we can continue this until we eventually bankrupt? I think we should. I think we should keep volunteering to preach there. <laughs> Mind you, they haven't invited me back, so, you know. No, well, uh, mm, yeah. I clearly was 50p too expensive last time, I think. You were a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, are you enjoying the uh, the sport? Oh, I am loving it. I am loving it. Just the, yeah, it's brilliant. I can't wait for Sunday. And yet, also, I sort of feel we're going to lose. Um, so there mm. we go. Italy are my second team, though. Always have been, thanks to the half-Italian grandmother. So, you know, it's, there are worse no. teams to lose to, the way I see it. No, 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 no. Let's hold this. What? Hold on a minute. What? You've got... Italian roots. Mamma mia. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently. Yes. I never knew this. Surely you knew that. No, I didn't. Surely you know my wonky family history. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't want to know your wonky family history. Where do you history, think I get this olive complexion from? You know, this. <laughs> <laughs> does explain your liking for pizza. I must Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, there you are. I didn't know that. Thank you. Oh, but no, it's great. And, you know, there's lots of articles around at the moment about things to learn from um, Southgate, Gareth Southgate, oh. and how we should all be a lot more like him. And I'm enjoying those because I agree as well. The fans, not so much, um, because last oh. night they were shining lights in the eyes of the goalkeeper. And, 
you know, booing through national anthems, which I think is disgraceful. But there we go. Cool. I'm turning yeah. into an old fuddy-duddy, aren't I? But I just think, you know, what he brings to the team is this sense of honour and humility. And, um, you know, he's got a real statesman-like quality mm. to him, Gareth Southgate. And and I think he's engendering that in the players because when they're in the interviews afterwards, they're sounding a lot more humble and mm. a lot less the players of old, less, you know, sort of conceited and carried away and all the rest of it. But the, it hasn't spread to the fans yet, but I'm hopeful it might. Yeah, I think um, I think he's a he's a good man. I think uh, I think it's interesting. I have the same feelings, and this is really why I stopped watching football. Was actually as much as anything else, the fans or mm. uh, or the kind of tribalism oh, yeah. around it. Mm. And um, I mean, what do you gain by booing a, another yeah. country's national anthem? I mean, yeah. most of the national anthems are rubbish anyway. They don't need to be told that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Now I do, I do think it's interesting that I think what's what I've realised this time is, you know, sport is essentially incredibly trivial. Yes. Um, sport is 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 completely irrelevant, really, to mm. to, to real life. Except um, a, it isn't, and b, it's all about stories. So stories are mm. really important. Yeah. And so well, I th- I think a lot of the stuff that's being talked about Southgate's about stories about how we could be behaving how we could be and trying to what mm. are we now as a nation all this kind of stuff yeah. um, and 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 you know that's the narrative of you know however many years of hurt I can't remember how many years of hurt it that's is that's a now. lot fifty five now I think you're right yeah yeah mm. see yeah. I remember I can actually remember nineteen sixty six can you I can remember the World Cup because I was wow. five wow and um, and I can remember being upstairs in our house and mm. hearing my dad cheer downstairs that's all i remember mm. of it i remember that oh, moment that's very good yeah. but yeah i thought the stories i think are great and the stories as i talked last week mm. about the tour de france and all that kind of stuff i oh, think yeah. the stories are what matter in sport good stories and also the other great thing about sport is unimportant as it is it does unite a very divided country i mean coming out of um mm. brexit and then all the you know, if you worry about when you should ease lockdown and when you shouldn't and all that sort of stuff. Just, yeah, bit of good news hasn't exactly hurt, has it? No, no, it's 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 nice. Like yes. Both nations need that, don't they? Both Italy and... Uh, yeah, exactly. And exactly England. right, yeah. 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 Anyway, should we move on? Shall we? Should we do some feedback? Uh, yes. By the way, in terms of just finishing off our own feedback, I mean, there was, there was so much more to say and we are going to come back to it, but I did quite like and i thought i would pick up with you what he was saying about uh dave was saying in his interview about the old and new testament and should we refer to the old testament as the hebrew scriptures because by calling it the old testament aren't we sort of being slightly disparaging of Mm. the hebrew scriptures well yeah Yeah. this is not a new uh, bone of contention it's been around quite a long time you know and what do you call it because as you Mm. say it kind of implies a christian superiority Mm. kind of thing it does. Um, I've talked about this in a couple of books. I don't think it's an easy answer. If you talk about Hebrew scriptures, for example, do you then talk about the New Testament as Christian scriptures? Mm. Well, you don't really because the Christians view the Old Testament mm. as also their scriptures as well. So that's kind of complicated and, as and well. And they weren't Christians for all of that time. No. So you know, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you use the... Uh, the phrase the 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 the, the acronym Tanakh, which is what the the mm. the Jews call their scriptures. Um, mm. I think 
probably the answer is most people don't even know what's meant by the Old Testament anymore, so we mm. can probably, you know, <laughs> get away with <laughs> okay. it. I tend to take the simple bit. I think it's worth always acknowledging, though, that. So, yeah. I mean, my books, I talk about both. I use both terms, Hebrew Scriptures and Old Testament, a bit. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, that's because you're right on. They were first called... Do you want to know when it first got called that, by the way? I can uh, sense sort of you oh, do. Oh, yeah. Anything to do with history is thrilling. Uh, I think it was sort of end of end of second century. Somebody like Irenaeus of Lyon probably yeah. talked about. I think I think it's not sure whether he first talked about Old Testament and New Testament, whether it was Melito or Sardis, but one of the two. Mm. And again, two great strikers for the old Italian team that you'd, you'd have enjoyed in, that, in those days. <laughs> Thank you for changing. I think my they're life. still playing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so Glyn says. Hey, did you uh, see this three-parter on BBC, also now on iPlayer 2? Really superb Jimmy McGovern play with Sean Bean again called Broken. I did see it. That was a long time ago, though. Do you remember Broken, three-part series of Sean Bean where he plays a Catholic priest? Uh, no, um, Jimmy McGovern writes kind of quite serious yeah. issue stuff, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. And, um, and, of course, the last one that was on was Time, which was absolutely fantastic, if a little bit violent. If, you, if your stomach can handle it, I really recommend watching Time, which is about this guy who is uh, convicted for killing someone. We're not sure why, but it turns out it was a drunk driving incident. Okay. And he's a teacher, and he ends up sort of basically quite a nice guy, um, but really out of his depth in, in prison. And it's a fascinating story, and... Uh, you know, the chaplain comes out well in it. And it's just really good drama. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, I, I, as you know, I, t I tend mm. to either watch, uh, well, either sport or anything on Disney Plus now. Really. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really about the level of hard-hitting drama I can cope with <laughs> yeah, at the moment, sure, I think. fair enough. Yeah, that's all right. I'm with you there. There's no problem with that. OK, so, Stuart... Um, Oh yeah, so this is this is going back some uh, a few episodes. Nick's comments about hearing God through repetition. Do you remember this when we were talking oh, about yeah, this, yeah. listening yeah. to God? How you listen he, to God? He says partly agree ish. Makes me think we need to be better listeners, as God must be hacked off with having to repeat himself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I also think we have to say this is very likely to be confirmation bias. Hmm. There's a subject on his mind. And he hears further mentions. Mm. Uh, he says, won't say how brilliant the show is. He says, you won't read it out. Quite right, Stuart. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So when we say we're hearing God, is it just our own kind of internal confirmation bias telling us what we want to hear? Editing out the other stuff? I mean, that's, a, that's a question. Well, I think it, it, it depends really for me whether you think it's an either or, whether it's a zero sum game, which I don't think. Yeah. So if you think it's either going to be God's voice or your voice. Mm. Uh, and and God's voice equals good, and your voice equals you know human sinfulness, bad. Then I don't think that's the right way of looking at it. I tend to think most of life is a collaboration between us mm. and God yeah. and living in the kingdom. And therefore, of course, it could be me uh, listening mm. to myself. But I, you know, it's the same when you when I'm just saying I've been mm. do, having some coaching. I think it's very much the same thing. You know, is the coach really? helping giving me the answers or is he helping me to find the answers that i know are really there you know kind of stuff is he helping me work it out for mm. myself maybe it's like that really no. so I, I don't tend to differentiate but how no, do you think good. no i i love what you're saying in fact as you know i'm just previewing the john philip newell book ready for the um interview with him sacred earth sacred soul and one of the statements i loved in that is that your soul 
recognizes truth. So again, this is we're back to that whole idea of Christ in us. Hmm. That actually, if we can, you know, still ourselves sufficiently, um, and he would recommend silence and being in nature and all those things. But actually, if we can still it, the voice that we hear is like exactly as you say. It's not a question of is it is it me or is it the divine. You're you're in touch with the Christ within. Hmm. So you, you you learn to trust that voice, I think. And um, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's ordinary but miraculous all at the same time. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Nick, and he describes himself as Nick number two. Uh, so that's that's quite. Oh, quite, I've completely lost. Yeah. No. But it's it. but the point is it's quite high order, Nick. You know, it's not Nick well, it's ninety-four. Quite no, yes, it's quite it's, early. It's just early, Nick. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, he says hi, John. Quite collectible in that sense. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, in that sense, he is collectible. He is. Yeah. 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 So good on you, Nick. You've risen in value. Uh, <laughs> it says, "May I carry on?" Hi, Joe and Nick. He says, "Still loving the podcast, etc." Uh, three completely unrelated questions for you. Feel free to pick one, two, none, or all three. We're going for all three, Nick, because you are so prestigious. One, he says. A couple of weeks ago, in the summer solstice, 21st of June, Radio 5 interviewed a druid and he tried to clarify his belief by saying that he doesn't actually worship nature, but rather worships the divine through nature. Well, I know someone else who says that. So question one is, <laughs> are you a druid? Two, speaking in tongues. Have I been making this up for the past 30 years or did God actually give me my very own language to pray with? And no wishy-washy answers along the lines of it doesn't matter either way if it's allowed me to feel closer to the divine. I'd just like to know one way or the other. And okay. three, and the easiest one, the second coming. <laughs> I, <laughs> he, he says, I can't remember if you talked about this before in the previous 160 plus shows at all. What do you think it really means? Is Jesus coming back as a man again? And will all life on earth cease as we know it? Or will God put the brakes on her entire universe? Or is it not really literal at all? So he just wants those sorted out. Great. Great. Uh, okay. Um, well, moving on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Question one. Are, am I a druid? Are you a druid? I haven't been ordained one. <laughs> I probably <laughs> am. Let's face it's it. It's only a matter of time. Don't, I mean, nothing or few things get me more annoyed than druidism. Really? really? Yeah, only because it's just completely invented yeah. in the yes, 18th yeah. century by sure. a, a man called Edward Morgan. You know. We have had this conversation, I remember so, now, yes. But but leaving my irritation aside with that, uh, and what do you think? Does that sound like you? Do you? I don't actually worship nature, but rather worships the divine through nature. Yes, it does sound like me. Hmm. Um, yes, it does. I do worship the divine through nature. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily worshipping the tree. I'm worshipping what's behind the tree what's in the tree what's of the tree yeah no to, to me it's all divine it's wonderful okay yeah, well, yeah. you know I, I don't see anything particularly wrong with that i found a, a verse actually that that um uh, reminded me of what you often talk about it's from elizabeth barrett browning and right. a, a couple of lines from a poem it says earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush a fire with god i love it and i, I think that's it. i suppose yeah. that's what you're what, talking about really yeah so, uh, so I think yes, you probably are a druid, and certainly, you know, uh, you often like to paint yourself in woad. Yes, and, I um, do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I love, I'm a tree hugger. I, that's fine. Yeah, good. Okay. Speaking in tongues, I don't like this. No wishy washy answers along the lines of it doesn't matter either way if it's allowed me to feel closer mm. to the divine. 
Um, so you better answer it. <laughs> uh, I think it's a religious phenomenon. I think it's a genuine phenomenon. Phenomenon. So, I, Paul talks about it. Um, lots of yeah. people have it. I think the only I only have a problem with it if um, people try and impose it on others. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So I don't th- I don't feel wishy washy about it. I think it's, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. It's never something I've experienced, but yeah. uh, you know there was a th- that it was you know a lot of pressure, wasn't there back in the day yeah, when back in the eighties he was supposed to be a Christian Proper if he Christian. spoke in tongues and and, yeah. um, and I think sometimes it can it, like like Paul talks about it can be a bit uh, alarming to other people, but I think uh, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't have uh, been given a language yeah. to talk to God in. Yeah, and also I I just think it falls in that whole category for me of mystic experience. Why should we mm. not trust it? Because we don't quite understand it. I think if, mm. yeah, I genuinely do think Nick, if you have you know found it to be helpful and everything, that is just absolutely brilliant. Why would we knock it? So there we go. Um, let's move to the easiest question, Nick. Mm. Uh, mm. The second coming. Is that happening? Uh, well, I think uh, as we telling you from the future i think i've already intimated that it might be on its way <laughs> it, sounds, um, it happened on sunday after yeah I remember. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, i don't think have we actually ever talked about this we've certainly we've talked we about i can't remember i think we did talk about it but anyway what did, let, let's let's you know we we definitely owed uh, someone an episode on the second coming so yes yeah yeah so you know what what do we think i i mean personally I, I don't see, as with so many of these narratives, of them being literal. You mm. know, if Jesus is coming back to the Mount of Olives and everyone in the whole world can see him, well, how does that... Well, you've got to flatten the earth for a start, haven't you? Because yeah, if, and if get yourself up, a very big ladder. Opposite side of the world, you ain't going to see very well, are you? Mm, so. No. Yeah. So I, I think uh, we should probably do something on this and I think we should take a bit of a longer run-up at it. OK, it, so we just we just fudged that one. Yeah. We'll we'll say we will answer you, but we you won't know when. Good. Uh, our answer will come like a thief in the night. No, no one knows the time or the place when we're going to answer that question. We've definitely used this joke before. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, you could say that about most jokes in the podcast. Yes, exactly. Okay, uh, so there we go. Okay, right, now let's move to Dave, who says, uh, Dear Most Reverend Dr and Mrs Davis, liking mm. the honour, uh, he says, uh, I've had a bit of an epiphany. And he says, this is email also has very little to do with what Dave actually said and more about what he made me think about. But feedback is feedback. Quite right too, Dave. Mm-hmm. He says, I listened to the interview. It gave me lots of things to think about. I don't know if I have the time or the energy to think about all of them now. The last year and a bit has left me physically, mentally and spiritually tired. I feel your pain, Dave. Mm. He says, however, as I listened, something Dave said caused me uh, to have a thought that will, I think, stay with me for the rest of my life. He says, I believe in original sin. I also believe in original goodness. This should have been obvious to me. Even the best people do things that hurt themselves and others. And even the worst people do some good acts sometimes. We can't help it. I think that I already believe that. And I love God's description as told in Genesis of human beings is very good. But I hadn't made the connection between those two truths until I listened to the interview. Now I have a simple two word phrase, original goodness. Our failure to talk about original goodness has left the whole Christian story very lopsided. I'm going to rebalance my own thinking and I'm sure that I will mention it to other people. 
He said, this is a very long email uh, to talk about two words, but I like those words so much I will write them again. Original goodness. Keep up the good work. And that's from David. Uh, excellent. Interesting. So, yes, one of the things we didn't get to pick up on um, last time was um, how much of the interview was about Genesis. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Thereof. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wondered if you wanted to sort of uh, talk about that a bit out of this. Sure, yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. And, you know, we have talked about original sin fairly often on and off on the podcast and how mm. much it angers and irritates us. Not because we should ignore <laughs> it or it's not got something important to say, God bless Augustine, but that the whole starting point of the story of the whole universe and the story of who we are as human beings and therefore the story of me as an individual and you as an individual is that we are created good. Mm. And when you... and And so... That's the starting place. Whereas if you present the story as something's gone horribly wrong and you're bad. And even if you're an infant, you're in danger of hell unless you're baptised in the more extreme cases. Um, what that does is it skews the whole rest of the story and, and salvation and the whole God story and the whole mission of Jesus purely becomes about, you know, stopping people going to hell because they're so bad and and that's a very skewy interpretation of everything but if you filter it through that dreadful lens you'll end up like you with a blurred blurred eye and a blurred vision of the whole the whole gospel i think yeah yeah so yeah well i, I think it's interesting isn't it i i wouldn't want to um downplay hum humanity's inherent kind of ability to 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 race to the bottom as it were <laughs> yes <laughs> to do the most awful things and to justify yes, of them course. and to and yeah. to and to sort of just gradually no. to accept them as part of being human almost agree do this yeah. kind of stuff yeah. and i i do think there's something there but i think it is balanced by if we are made in the image of god there must be other things as well and so there has to be also the ability for for morality and kindness and uh compassion and all those kinds of things. And, um, I mean, to be fair to Augustine, he wasn't the first to, um, you know, he didn't invent no. the concept of original sin, but he probably gave it the, the, the most he made it, shape. He made it a bit nastier. Uh, yeah, maybe. And <laughs> I don't know, though, because the trouble is, you know, everyone, Augustine never knew he was writing Augustine's theology. He was just right. sort of trying to write what he believed, and he right, like, he okay. didn't know. Obviously, you couldn't know that people were then going to build great edifices on it. But yeah, I don't. I certainly don't believe in in, and I I react quite strongly to the idea of sort of total human depravity and all that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I and I suppose recently I've been more aware of um, the kind of language that we use so often, which just puts ourselves down the whole time. You know, yeah. the, the, the I am a wormy worm of Yes, worms. exactly. Yeah. And and it's not that, that, that I'm not always inadequate or struggling with inadequacy or, or getting things wrong. Mm. It's just that it seems a bit harsh, I think. You know? Yeah, exactly. No. Um, so I and, suppose I'm trying to balance the idea yeah, of original goodness without, without wanting to say, oh, everything's fine, it's just me being an individual. You know, because that's the other thing is, is mm. okay, you do you, you know, kind of stuff. Well, I don't yeah. believe in that. I right. think that, you know, there, there is such a thing as doing the right thing. Yes. Um, and there is such a thing as doing the wrong thing. And so you have to kind of uh, reflect on that. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I, Genesis is complicated. I yeah. think the more I read those bits, the more I think it's possibly about the invention of farming. But you know, <laughs> what do I Good know? Point. And just to clarify, you are a wormy worm, but only in physical appearance. I mean, thank you very much. You're yeah. very much beloved. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a beloved wormy worm. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's the truth about you. Well, I suppose that is the truth. That's what a lot of the creed and the liturgy says. Yeah, you have your wormy wormy bits, but you're beloved. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, okay. So then, uh, John. John wrote an excellent email. It was quite long. And so I'm just going to read out the questions at the end. The trouble is in reading them out of context, you, I should say that the whole tone of the email is not in any way an angry email. It's genuinely no, okay. questioning. But, you know, when you take a bit out of context, it can seem that way. So. Yeah. So he says, at the, and this is the, at the end, he says, so bearing uh, Dave Tomlinson's interview in mind, I ask... Where is faith in any of that? Where is the good news that the morality we have inside of us is sufficient for salvation? Where is the need of a saviour? Where does that leave the death and resurrection of Jesus? And he says, I'm not asking these questions to criticise Dave Tomlinson because he doesn't toe the traditional theological line. But as someone who is looking for answers outside of evangelicalism, where the death and resurrection of Jesus still play a pivotal part of faith. He said this interview failed to give me any answers. And then he says nice things about the podcast. Uh, well, we did sort of touch a bit on this last week. And yeah. uh, it might be worth reminding people, particularly people who've joined the podcast lately, uh, mm. that uh, we did do a... Was it a two-part thing or a three-part thing on on the cross? Um, that kind of thing might be interesting, worth listening to. Yes, um, I can't remember, did we? It's so long ago and there's been so many, Nick. That's a Yeah, trouble. I'll find it. Maybe you should listen to a few Yes, back. perhaps I should. But it's um, so painful. I hate my voice. You know. Do that. you? Oh, yeah, it's a wormy worm. <laughs> but you're a beloved wormy worm, so it's Yeah, all no, that's all right. Good. Anyway, um, but in terms of, yes, I think that is a big question. Uh, what's the role of faith? Um, is yeah. it just about morality? So um, what do you think? Well, huh. Uh, do, do you know, your views keep expanding and morphing, don't they? I mean, I think of Jesus when he was, uh, you know, encouraging Peter to walk on the water and Peter starts sinking and he says, oh, ye of little faith. Mm. Certain, you know, but again, you know, the sort of revelation of that passage to me is it wasn't that he didn't have faith in Jesus. He clearly had faith in Jesus because Jesus was still on the water. <laughs> the issue was he didn't believe in himself. And Jesus was questioning not his faith in Jesus. He was questioning Peter's faith in his ability to be like Jesus, if you see what I mean. And I think that was a, a transformational point for me. So, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, faith and saving faith. Again, once uh, you sort of make this shift to this idea of God is not a, a being out there somewhere, but is much closer than that. God is here in us. It's about having faith in that Christ in us to do things, to handle things, to live differently, to live in right relationship with God, other people, the planet. Um, mm. So so to me, faith is something that we don't just conjure up, but it's something we get in touch with inside the Christ in us. So, I, you know, I do think there is a role of faith in the whole salvation journey, uh, journey because I think that salvation in part is discovering who jesus is and who we are jesus jesus managed to live by faith and that means i can live by faith see what i mean right. so 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 
so so Jesus as a, a savior gives me hope because I can be like Jesus. You know, that's that's the hope. This is probably still far too wishy-washy for people who want a whole defining answer about how do I get out of hell and all that sort of thing. But I don't <laughs> necessarily really believe in a literal hell, so it's an irrelevant irrelevance well, for me, really. So. so I think part of the issue is that the word faith has so mm. many different meanings. You know, yes. it, it, it can yeah. mean the historical faith, you know, the, yeah, yeah. The, uh, it can yeah. mean... Uh, the the act of having faith, um, and and so that it, it's a kind of difficult term I think to pin pin down. I think for me the question behind what John's talking about is it's almost the supernatural bit. You know, what's mm. the role therefore of of the saving death of Jesus Christ? Does it have a kind of is there more to it than just yeah. oh look at that example and the exemplar theory of of atonement mm. as it were. Um, and I think there is more to it, um, and I think that that faith comes into the faith in the presence of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit. And this we've touched on this a couple of times in the podcast, in the sense of listening to God, and mm. uh, the sense of speaking in tongues, and these mystical experiences, this sense of being yeah. in touch with something greater than ourselves that actually helps us to walk in the path of Jesus Christ. So that mm. it's not just us doing it on our own. Mm. Um, it is there is a power uh, yes i like to help i like us. what you're saying i really do and i believe what you're saying because it resonates as true for me so like, i feel like christ in me is eternal and i don't think eternal necessarily means endless time i think it means a, a dimension of reality that is just constant mm. um and part of christ in me and therefore part of me you know is it my awareness my consciousness you know there's 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 so much food for thought here but i do think we are unceasing spiritual beings salvation is not so much to do with avoiding a place in eternity as it is living in certain harmony with the universe that quality of life that is eternal now here in this dimension in this life that we have so there's a way of living life in all its fullness. And so salvation would be living that way. Yeah, and, and I think it is that sense also of somehow living in Christ. Mm, of yeah. of in, in, in him we live and move and have our being. It's So it's more than just me following, you know, the, the pattern. Although I think that is a huge part of it. And we've put that too far aside you know, the, 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 we, we maybe went too much the other way. We, you know, said that it's this mystical power, you know, and you're you're saved and that's it. And and didn't think about the behaviour and the Christ-likeness. Right. Sure, yeah. But there's, it's not just that we are becoming Christ-like by our own efforts, although that's partly involved. It's that also we are in Christ, we're held in Christ, and therefore there's yeah. another power helping yeah, us okay. a, so that, along. That might be a better way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're saying different things here. No, actually. no, I wasn't trying yeah. to counteract what no, you were saying. No, I was just thinking no. that that phrase is important, I think. Um, yeah, and it's all... It, the language is tricky, I think. The language mm. is difficult because it is mystical. It's, it's. I know you don't like the phrase supernatural, you know. No, uh, not particularly, but... But, yeah. but it's... I, I can't think of another... No. ...another kind of th thing about it. Um, it maybe sort of unseen i don't know i don't know another phrase yeah, well, but it, it, there is that phrase that paul uses about being in christ and i think yeah. being a new creation in him and i think that's really powerful and that's that's yeah. salvation 
You know. And actually, you see Paul struggling with language, as it, you know, he is struggling. So I came across this quote today, in fact. Um, so let me read this uh, to you. Um, so Brian McLaren, he says, for Paul, salvation is something that is actually experienced. He wrote about the experience in so many ways because he was always trying to get a handle on it. He mm. sought to put into words something for which he had no ready-made vocabulary. And I think that's what we're coming up against now. Mm. Mm. So he says one such phrase he used was a new creation. He wrote, he wrote, all that matters is to be created anew. He himself felt like a new man after his conversion, filled with a new power he had never known before. His other phrase is en Christo or in Christ, which mm. he uses dozens of times to move us to a collective notion of salvation with scant success up to now. And then um, I like, can I read this next bit? He says, yeah, through, go on. Yeah. yeah, through the church in the body of Christ, God calls us to a new way of living, a new way of relating to God, to others and to the world. Paul believes the church is meant to be a community whose way of living runs contrary to the prevailing culture. We should call it countercultural today. It is a way of cooperating rather than competing, a way of giving rather than getting, a way of sharing rather than hoarding, a way of sacrifice rather than comfort, a way of faith rather than knowledge, a way of relationship rather than anonymity, a way of love rather than animosity. Through membership in the body of Christ, this way of living is a sharing in the life of Christ. And yeah, I think, sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think for me, that's what salvation is. Not a distant reality so much as an ever-present reality um, for here now. And so, yeah. There's obviously more we can say. Be very interested to hear from other people on uh, how they see it and the role of uh, faith and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, we should We should wrap up, really, because... You know, I've got I've got more holiday to have. Yes, you've got holiday, and, and oh. as you should. And I'd love, I really would, we really are interested in what other people have to say. People who may have far better idea than we have on these matters. I'd, I'd be interesting to explore again. Just picking up his last question, John, about you know the death and resurrection. How do we make sense of that narrative and what it actually means? Because I I I do think, John, the death and resurrection of Jesus is pivotally important for us, but perhaps not as the act of God atoning for all my sinful nature and all that sort of thing. I think there might be another way or a new way of understanding atonement in that sense. Yeah, well, as I said, we have uh, talked about it in the past yeah. and uh, I'll put links to that in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. Yes, thank you so much to all of you that give to us, either a, a one-off amount or a regular little gift. So, uh, so encouraging. Bless you. Thank you. And thank you for writing in. And if people do want to write in, Joe, they write in too. They write to me, which is joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Love to hear from you. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for uh, listening. We'll be with you, I don't know when, because I'm completely confused about time now. So it might be next week, it might be two weeks. Who knows? And come on England or Italy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.